You're listening to the Cat Breeder Sensei Says Podcast, the show that supports the reputable breeding of pedigree cats. I'm your show host, April Cotito, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to treat a kitten or kittens that have a virus. We will get into all of this juicy stuff right after this short message. Do you want to learn how to become a successful breeder of pedigree cats? Now you can. For the first time ever, enroll in an online training course that takes you step-by-step through everything you need to know to get on the right track. Visit catbreedersensei.com to sign up today and use code PODCAST21 to get $25 off. Okay, we're back. Disclaimer. All of the information that you'll hear in this episode is based on my personal experience or my personal knowledge. You may most certainly experience different symptoms, conditions, signs, and results. So please consult your veterinarian if you're unsure. So when I first started thinking about the episode to do for uh, number 13, I was going to cover it more in general, like how to care for sick kittens. And then I realized that that's very broad. I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen to kittens to kind of put them into this quote sick category so i wanted to narrow it down to something that is really more common and something that you're going to see more often than some of the other things that may just be one-off incidences and, and things like that so i'm going to be talking about viruses and what to do when one creeps up in your cattery and affects your kittens Now, when you're a breeder, you're going to experience so much with your kittens, excitement, laughter, tears, and sometimes heartache. No matter how much you pre-screen, do your DNA testing, clean and disinfect your cattery and your nursery, you'll still experience viruses at some point. It's better to be familiar with the signs and the symptoms of what might be a virus and know how to treat that. So that's hopefully what you'll take away from this episode. When you're dealing with kittens, especially neonatals and super young kittens, you want to make sure that you are measuring their growth by weighing them on a daily basis. So on the website, our course, The Complete Guide to Breeding Pedigree Cats, we actually have a cool little a weight chart um, in the caring for kittens topic that you can download and keep track of your kittens weight uh, the whole litter in fact just to weigh them every single day and make sure that they are gaining weight so they should gain about a half an ounce every day and that's not scientific it's just about that much but they should not lose weight so the first sign of a kitten losing weight is usually a red flag or an indicator that something else could be going on with the kitten. So try to weigh your kittens around the same time each day. So if you do morning weights, then make sure that, you know, around nine o'clock or 10 o'clock or whatever time you choose, that's when you weigh them every day because they start to get in a routine and the mom gets in a routine of feeding them and when they take their poops and stuff. So you wanna make sure that you're trying to weigh them around the same time so you get an accurate measurement of weight. If the kitten doesn't gain weight for one day but stays the same, that's okay. The second day, the kitten should gain weight and get back on track, but they should never under any circumstances especially 
for the first several weeks of life, they should never ever lose weight. If you discover that one or more than one of your kittens is losing weight, then there's a couple of things that um, you can, you know, kind of start troubleshooting. First is, does the mom have enough milk supply to make sure that the kittens are all getting the nutrition that they need? And since we can't measure milk supply with a queen, it really, we go by how much weight they're gaining. But if her teats feel nice and full and the other kittens are gaining weight, then that's probably not the case unless this is one of the smaller kittens in the litter and he's just not, you know, they're, they're fighting for a chance at the milk bar and he's just not getting in there. Especially with big litters, you might find that this happens. You know, if you have more than six, then you may want to supplement the kittens to help mom feed them. But you'll have to just weigh them and, and see how they're doing on a daily basis because I have a queen. She can have a litter of seven and does, you know, a perfect job feeding all of them on her own. So I don't have to step in. But I've had a litter, a mom with a litter of six and a couple of them weren't gaining weight and I just had to supplement them. So if you think that mom doesn't have an adequate milk supply, you can try some marshmallow root supplement. You can get that on Amazon and just check out, Google that marshmallow root for cats and you'll get a lot of information how to stimulate milk supply. It's like a lactose stimulation natural supplement that you can give her. You can also just kind of look at her and see if she's taking care of her kittens. So not every queen is cut out to be a mother just like with humans. Some of them just don't like the job. In fact, I spayed one of my queens who I let her have two litters. The first time, she didn't do a good job. She didn't keep them clean. Um, you know, the toileting was very nasty and messy. and She just left the nest a lot and didn't spend a lot of time with them. So I let her have another litter of kittens to see if maybe she had first time mom syndrome and the second litter was the same thing. She just was not cut out for kittening. You know, as they were being delivered, she was very angry and she was biting them as they were coming out. And, you know, as time went on, she was growling at them and stuff. So she, she just wasn't meant to be a mom. So if you see any signs that your queen is not happy with being a mom, then you, you can really observe her, maybe try another litter and see how she responds to the next time. First time moms, um, depending on their age, you know, may just not get it the first time. Additionally, some of them take a few days to adjust to being a mom. So you may say, why isn't she in there taking care of her babies? They're brand new. You know, what is she doing? She's sitting outside looking out the window. It just may take a couple of hours, you know, up to a couple of days for her to settle in and get used to the idea that she has a new litter of kittens now that are hers. Once you rule out any issues with the mom or potential issues, then we have to start thinking about other things like something internal going on, which we really won't cover in this episode because that could go on for a long time of all the things that could be wrong with the kitten inside that we can't see. So we start to think about viruses and infections. So unfortunately, no matter how much we clean and disinfect, and you know, I think I've said this before, you're still gonna be faced with viruses sometimes in your cattery. And I really hope that you never have to deal with it with a litter of kittens. Uh, but you know, that's kind of how it goes sometimes and you will be faced with that. So 
If it's a virus, all we can do is treat the symptoms and administer antibiotics to prevent any secondary infections from presenting itself because of the virus. So a virus, as you know, there's no cure for a virus. You just have to let it play out. You have to let it, you know, run its toll, whether it's seven days or 10 days, and you have to, you know, keep the symptoms under control and not let things get out of hand. So for example, if you see that the kitten has diarrhea, then you want to make sure that the kitten is hydrated because they can become dehydrated very quickly with diarrhea. Same thing with vomiting. So with neonatal kittens, they're very fragile and very sensitive to anything like that. It just disturbs them. So sub-Q liquids, your vet may be able to help you administer that and show you how to do that if you have some on hand and you may even want to take your kittens into the vet to you know administer sub q hydration if you have a sick kitten then it's recommended to start administering clavamox drops to your babies this is safe for kittens to take and talk to your vet about prescribing clavamox you can keep it in the refrigerator and have it on hand in case your litter of kittens, you know, one or more than one in your litter become ill and you want to start the Clavamock drops. Every day is critical with your babies. So just having that on hand is, is really important. So talk to your vet about that and see if um, you can get a prescription for Clavamox drops for kittens and keep them in your refrigerator in case you need them. I had a litter of seven kittens once that the entire litter got sick and everyone in the litter had a virus and they were about three weeks old they had diarrhea they were vomiting they were losing weight their coats looked dry and their eyes were starting to sink in and this happened in just a matter of 24 hours where um, I knew something was wrong and then 24 hours later they're they're all sick so they ended up at the veterinarian office and they all got their sub Q fluids um, we started them on clavamox drops and then I was supplementing with the kitten formula and after about seven days everybody was completely back to normal but that's really scary when you have an entire litter of babies and they're all sick. And so when the entire litter is sick, then it's most likely a virus and they're all sharing in the love of a virus. The most important thing is to treat the symptoms, keep them hydrated and make sure they're getting the nutrition that they need. Keep them nice and warm. Now, if they're older kittens and you see symptoms like diarrhea or vomiting, if they're already eating food on their own, then you can add some probiotics to their food. On a different note, you don't want to overuse antibiotics on your kittens. This will cause a resistance to antibiotics and we don't want that to happen. So if you're unsure and you don't feel comfortable dosing antibiotics, then please always speak to your vet about that first. This show is definitely not intended to be medical advice, but it's also nice to have a protocol in case you need it in the event of emergency or it's the weekend and you can't get to a vet and you have sick babies on your hands, then you should have a backup plan on how you're going to treat the kittens until you can get them to the vet. If one kitten is singled out with weight loss or being sick, that could be something different. So usually a virus is going to affect everybody or several of the kittens 
and a bacterial infection or uh, something that's you know more singular to a particular kitten uh, definitely should be seen by a vet so they can be diagnosed properly. Let's tackle what I think is the most common virus that you're going to see in your kittens and that is the URI, the upper respiratory infection. The symptoms of a URI can be anywhere from very mild to very severe. Some of the most common symptoms and signs of a URI are sneezing, runny nose, red eyes, fever, lack of appetite, and decreased energy. You usually start out by hearing some sneezing, and oh boy, I'm always like, oh no, please don't sneeze, don't sneeze, don't sneeze. <laughs> I, it's the worst thing, I don't wanna hear sneezing out of my kittens, because that means other symptoms are probably coming, the watery eyes, the runny nose, and now we have a URI on our hands, and they spread that around like wildfire. URIs can be stubborn and they can get really ugly. And typically the duration of a URI in a kitten or a cat can be anywhere from 10 to 14 days. Treatment for this, depending on the severity of the symptoms, may include clavamox drops as well, probiotics, hydration methods, and if they have a really, really stuffy nose and you see them breathing with their mouth open, then a nebulizer will come in handy. And if you don't have that, you can turn on the shower and to full hot and let your bathroom steam up really well and then put the kitten in the bathroom to for the steam therapy. It helps to clear some of the airways. It is absolutely no fun at all when any of your kittens are sick. It's just the worst time for me ever. I hate it so much to see a kitten sick and especially it's a virus and you know you just have to let it you know run its course until it goes away. There's certainly more severe viruses, Khaleesi virus and uh, panleukemia and FIP and, and you know other many other diagnoses that your kitten could have. I really just covered today in this just the, the virus, the upper respiratory infection, uh, things that are relatively simple that are going to go away on their own and you just need to treat the symptoms until they get through it. If you're unsure ever about your kitten's well-being and his health, please take him in to see the veterinarian and get a professional opinion. One of the hardest parts for me being a breeder is going to sleep one night and everybody is doing great, everybody is fine, and then waking up the next day and checking on and somebody is sick or everybody is sick. That's just hell week to me. That's just, that's just not fun. But it is something that you will 100% have to deal with when you're a cat breeder. It's just, it's just inevitable. So what about isolation of a sick kitten? If they're in the, the nest and they're already in with all of their litter mates and a virus appears and you see that one of your kittens has a virus, for me, this is just personal decision that I make. I don't separate the kitten from its mother. I don't separate the kitten from the rest of the litter because there's incubation periods involved with a virus. And if this kitten has a virus, then it is 
pretty certain that the other kittens in the litter have already been exposed to the virus and the other kittens in the litter are probably going to catch it. And it's really important for the kittens to be with their mom and get the nurturing and the care and she keeps them clean and toileted. Um, it's just better, in my opinion, for them to stay with their litter. If it's an older kitten, that has already been weaned from its mother, that's a little different. It, the first signs of illness or a virus, then they can be isolated and quarantined until the virus has passed. One of my good friends has said to me so many times, you have to be your own vet when you're a breeder because you know, you're, you're always faced with decisions that you have to make when something might be going wrong with a kitten, when it's sick or you see symptoms and you know, we need to treat the symptoms. So you have to educate yourself on what those signs and symptoms are and how to treat them yourself so that you can take care of your babies on your own and you're not always running to the vet. So my hope is that this episode helped you to identify when you're looking at a virus in your kittens and how you can help them and things you can do to make sure that they get through that virus and you keep them as comfortable as you possibly can while they're fighting this thing off. I am 100% enthusiastic and an advocate for uh, administering natural supplements to cats and kittens to help treat their symptoms and I have quite a few that I have in my quote pharmacy unquote that I have for my cattery and um, you know one day I'll do an episode about the natural supplements that I use uh, I just I'm not big on prescription drugs I don't really like antibiotics if I don't need to but I know that they are definitely protocol in some cases just not all cases so don't don't get me wrong I'm not first to start administering clavamox drops to kittens if they have symptoms. I, you know, I, it what needs to be to a point where I think that they need the clavamox drops. Like the virus is, looks worse than um, a mild to moderate virus, then I'm gonna start clavamox drops. So I prefer natural supplements and, you know, I wanna talk about that in a future show. If you have anything that you, some tips and some tricks that you wanna share about treating your kittens that have a virus, please do me a favor and send me a message. You can email me at info at catbreedersensei.com and let me know if you have some tips. I'll be happy to add them to our show notes or the blog post that's gonna be on the website, catbreedersensei.com. Uh, go to podcast and this is episode 13. Um, I'll add you know, any advice that you have that you wanna share with our listeners about how to help treat kittens anywhere from neonatals to four months old. That's about you know the time frame that we are caring for these kittens before they go home. So let me know if you have any additional tips, any additional treatment plans that you use that you like that works real well. I would absolutely love to share them on the blog post and give you credit for that if you would like or I can keep it anonymous it doesn't matter but um, please share in your knowledge and let's help the community uh, support each other and be a positive place so that we can continue to protect and preserve our breed 
So that's it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, If you will, subscribe to the podcast on the platform that you listen to the most and leave us a positive review. We, We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear your feedback about the show. Share this with your friends and let others know about it so that you can help them as well in the pedigree cat breeding community. Until next time, you give those kitties a big kiss for me and I'll see you later. Bye.